Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the GYST podcast. Your Welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Sorry I messed that up, fellas. That was awkward as fuck. It was awkward, and that's what we do best. That is what I do best. I would especially like to welcome these top countries who listen to the GYST podcast. (laughs) So again, uh, for those of you who are listening, these are some of the top countries that are subscribed to and listening to our podcast. In order, US, Canada, Japan, UK, Australia, Germany, Ireland, France, New Zealand, Sweden, Israel, United Arab Emirates, India, Saudi Arabia, Philippines, Austria, Korea, South Africa, Slovakia, China, and Taiwan. So if you guys are amongst those countries, thank you very much for listening to us. Of course they are. They listen to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. All right. But thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate it. We appreciate so, the love. All you people, my name is Roth Rohil. Glenn Rux here. And Kyle Reed. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Kyle Reed and Glenn Rux. Yeah, boy. My pleasure. You know I'm on every episode, except for a couple. Who, you? Yeah, me. Who You've else? been on more episodes than I have. You're damn right. Yeah. Only by one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can fix that. I'll leave after the next one. It's fine. Don't worry. Um, you're off the podcast. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Episode 96. I think this is going to be a fun one, and I'm really excited to hear what you two have to say. This is all about <laughs> seeing the world, living your life through the eyes of a child. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about like just the amazement and the wonder, the curiosity, the sense of discovery that a child has walking into every situation with like, oh, this is amazing. And as we grow up, we we tend to lose that. So what we're going to do, audience, is we're going to give you some of the strategies that we all do that really really help us enjoy those special moments. Now, there's two pieces of phenomenal, phenomenal pieces of work uh, that I would like to refer to. One, one of my favorites, Two Ways of Seeing a River by Mark Twain. And the other is something I'm going to read really quickly. Uh, When I Heard the Learned Astronomer by Walt Whitman. Tell me about Two Ways of Seeing a River first, if you don't mind. Sure. Just a little bit, whatever, why why, why this episode bring it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think it would probably be best after I, I'll read the poem, okay, and then I'll talk about how they're related. Perfect. So by Walt Whitman, when I heard the learned astronomer, when the proofs, the figures, were ranged in columns before me, when I was shown the charts and diagrams to add, divide, and measure them, when I, sitting, heard the astronomer, where he lectured with much applause in the lecture room, how soon unaccountable I became tired and sick, till rising and gliding out, I wandered off by myself in the mystical, moist night air, and from time to time looked up in perfect silence at the stars. 
time out real quick. really liked about these two and and they're both very very related in uh, two ways of seeing a river Mark Twain is talking about this this river captain right and when he was younger he there's this river in front of him and he loved that river he loved the he loved the way that the river uh, would flow smoothly in one area and then become rocky in another and just just the magic that's behind that river well later on as an adult He's a steamboat captain, and he learns why the river is smooth here and why it's rocky over here, or turbulent over here. It's because of the rocks. So he knows, okay, 500 feet before I hit the rocks, I need to turn left, or whatever. And what it talks about is losing the magic of what that really was. And in it, one of my favorite lines is towards the end where he's talking about like a doctor, right? And a beautiful woman is in front of him and, and blushing. And so he's like, and doesn't he sometimes wonder whether he has gained most or lost most by learning his trade? And I think that's that's so special. Like, Glenn, I, I think you're a perfect example of this. So in your current work, you work very, very extensively with Adobe. Before you knew how to use all these programs, you would see maybe something created in After Effects, and you'd be like, "Wow, like that's really awesome how they can do this." Or with character, and, and you see all these like characters being animated, and there's a special sense of wonderment. But when you know what's going on behind the scenes, it kind of takes that magic away in, in a way. It becomes more work. Yeah. And less fun. And so that's why I like these, especially when I heard the learned astronomer. He's talking about. You know, he's at, he's at this amazing lecture where they're talking about, you know, this is why the stars twinkle. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of my chair and lay outside and watch the stars twinkle. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that's what I really like. I, I, this is going to be a fun episode. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Because I feel it's so closely related to episode 21, Embracing Your Inner Child, in which we talked a lot about this, is, is seeing this wonderment through the eyes of a child. So, what are some of your thoughts, Glenn? Well, my thoughts, I gotta tell you, looking through things, uh, looking at things through the eyes of a child, it's, it, it becomes more of, you have to make yourself do it as you get older. It's, it's, it's harder, we start to see things more um, rationally and, and more uh, as a process rather than, you know, that's actually a very, uh, pretty area, you know, that's a, that's a pretty view that we see out there in the mountain. We're starting to go, okay, that means there's ice on the road. I gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah. Like when we took a road trip up to Leavenworth, Rohit and I, we went up to, up to Leavenworth oh, just, just before. Recently. Yeah, that was just recently, just before the, you know, the Christmas vacation. Um, I'm looking around at the mountains and I've got that sense of wonder going, man, that's some beautiful snow, but then all of a sudden I lose that. I'm going, oh crap, there might be ice on the road. Now there's wind, and couple wind with ice, and my little tiny car, a little shoe that I can fit in, amazingly enough, goes flying right off the road. That's where my mind is, and I've just all of a sudden lost the sense of wonder of, the, of what's around me, and now I'm looking at just 
the road. Um, and, and you you miss out on what's around you when you when you just what route did you guys take to Leavenworth? Do you recall? Did you take Blue Pass? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Blue Pass. It's fucking beautiful. Oh yeah, especially when it was all snow covered. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. I think I went <clears throat> the week before you guys went. And it snowed the weekend we went. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we were there Saturday night, it warmed up a little bit. It was like snow mix with rain. So there wasn't snow everywhere. But through the pass, definitely a ton of snow. Nothing and it snowed snow. nonstop the entire time. I was driving there. There was a bunch of wrecks on I-90. Mm -hmm. People spun off the road because it, there wasn't like a ton of snow everywhere. But it was snowing pretty heavily. And it was starting to get pretty sleety and slicker, slick on the ground. And people just weren't paying attention. Thought they could drive right through it. Um, but yeah, gorgeous. I love blue. Very, very beautiful views. Um, but you got to take the time to actually look at them and not worry about everything else around you. It's true. It's true. I, I agree 100%. Don't get me wrong, people. You want to stay safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you to stay safe. We want you to pay but, attention to the road, especially if you're driving through Blue Pass at night. I, I drove up there Friday night after work. Right. So I was going through Blue Pass like I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. Or Take a moment, pull off to the side, and just look at everything and drink it in. Yeah. I agree. Um, it, it, <clears throat> I wrote a couple of things down, and I kind of just came to this conclusion. Roy, while you were, you were talking about the learned astronomer, and uh, they discussed... <clears throat> Excuse me. They discuss this is why the stars twinkle the way that they do, things of that nature. When we talk about curiosity with kids, why is a question that kids always ask? And I think it's good because they're curious and they want to learn and everything is new to them. But as an adult, we want to learn things like why are stars twinkling? That sounds fascinating. But at the same time, don't fucking forget that they twinkle. So with that said, and that brings me to what you were mentioning as well, Glenn, is as you're driving through the pass, I'm guessing it was blue because it's beautiful. There's certain oh, parts yeah. of I-90 when you go through the pass where you look across this big canyon <clears throat> on the mountains between the on both sides, and it's pretty gorgeous. Um, but I remember that driving through it recently as well, and I was trying to convince Emily to look outside and, and enjoy it and take it in, but she was scared. Because she gets anxious. She gets really anxious and nervous in certain drives. And it was a little slick, but I was being careful, and it was fine. It was, And it was late at night. Couldn't Visibility wasn't great either. So it was, it was a little rough. But I wanted to take it in, and I was so happy to be there and drive through it. I don't mind driving through it, but I also wanted to be able to look at it the whole time, and I was trying to get her to check it out. Uh, but it, it led me to something I've seen recently is be present and live in the moment. And we talk about that a lot. But do we really do it? I was reading The Terrible and Wonderful Reasons Why I Run Long Distances by Matthew and the Oatmeal. Mm -hmm. And please, where I got it from, I was reading it the other day, and I, I, I think this is where it came from. I can't remember because Hopefully. I was reading some other shit, too. It was either this or it was Outside Magazine, one of the two, my sources. I'll have to double check on this for you guys. But the biggest thing was it said when you go for a run, when you go for a long run, is to be present. Every day, we live 15 minutes ahead of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. You go to a restaurant and you order dinner. What are you thinking once you order your food? About how you can't wait for your food to show up. Yeah. You're not realizing what you're doing right then in that moment. You go to the movie theater. Come on. You show up at Cinerama. Come in the room with us. He's not on the podcast today, <laughs> but I'm going to call him out anyways. You show up at Cinerama. 
You're on the way to Cinerama. Yeah, you can you're only not see even the smile on his face. Yeah, you're not even thinking about the movie. Camo loves the chocolate popcorn at Cinerama in downtown Seattle. So he's not even enjoying the drive there. Yeah. He's not even enjoying the fact that he got to park right next to the movie theater. <laughs> he doesn't even know there's a movie playing. Right? He wants the popcorn. So we so often live in the future or attempt to live in the future. We're worrying about the next hundred yards on that drive going through the mountain pass. Again, not saying it's not important, but that's part of the problem as well. As a child, I don't recall worrying about what I was going to wear the next day or that I had clean laundry. I didn't care. I wore dirty drawers if I had to. My mom asked me, put some clean drawers on. I'm fine, mom. I'm playing outside. Leave me alone. Right? It's going to get dirty again anyway. Yeah, it's fine. I'll flip them inside out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not saying I wear dirty drawers, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Those are things you don't think about. What I read about about the run was if you're thinking, oh, my legs hurt and I still have three more miles. Mm -hmm. Oh, my foot hurts and I still have 10 more miles. Don't think that. Think, ah, my foot hurts. If your foot is hurting, that's okay to think that. But just think that it's okay. My foot hurts. And that's fine. Yeah. You don't need to think any further than that. Be present. And I think that that is probably the greatest gift as a child and the greatest gift we can give ourselves in order to live or think through the eyes of a child is to just be present. Taking those four things you said earlier, amazement, wonder, curiosity, and discovery. It's kind of like when I go to Wrigley Field. So tell me about the first time you went. Tell me about the first time I went to Wrigley Field, and I got to tell you, it's probably the best Major League Baseball stadium still in use today. Debatable. Uh, I'm just not agreeing with you there, buddy. I don't care if you disagree, but you know, it's it's history, right? And especially thanks to the Cubs winning 2016. Yeah, buddy. Go Cubbies. I had always wanted to, because I've been a, a Cubs fan since I can actually remember my first word is baseball. Yeah. I, <laughs> literally, my first word was baseball, and I was a Cubs fan from the time I understood what baseball was. Um, just kind of odd growing up in Compton. Right. Right? Who, who knew? Right? It's very odd. But, uh, yeah, I, I love the Cubs, and I always thought to myself... Man, I, I want to go to Wrigley Field. I want to see a Cubs game in Wrigley Field. I get there, and I'm taking everything in. I'm not thinking about the game. I'm looking at every detail. I'm smelling the grass that was just fresh cut. I'm smelling the hot dogs, the, the sausages. Mm. I'm smelling the pizza, the popcorn, the nachos. I'm seeing the crowd starting to pour into the stadium. I'm hearing the hoots, the hollers. I'm seeing the beer flowing. And I'm just amazed at how everything is. I don't know. It, it was probably the best experience I ever had in a ball field because everyone was into it. Everyone was was in the moment rather than, hey, you know what? There's a game that's going to start in about an hour. Let's Let's focus on... Okay, if this player comes out now, we're great. If we, you know, we weren't focused on that. We were just focused on having fun at that time. Yeah. And I haven't really had that kind of an experience anywhere else but Wrigley because it was such a special moment for me. How old were you the first time you went to a game in Wrigley? 
22. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And I still experience it. I, I go out to Chicago about once a quarter right now. Yeah. Um, and I still experience that feeling every time I go to Wrigley. That's awesome. Every time. That's awesome. Because it's it's just one of those experiences that you rarely get a chance to That's experience. the type of shit I'm talking about. So things that bring you back to the very first time that you got to experience something. I mean, because as a child, that's how so many of our memories are, are crafted, right? Because yeah. the very first time we experience something is the amazement and, and wonderment that we have with these things. What Do you have one, Rohit? I've got, I've got two. Um, it, it's funny, Glenn, you bring up Chicago. Both of mine happened on a trip back from Chicago to Seattle. Oh, yeah. Now... I, I I mean, I've even shared story before of, of me walking uh, downtown Salt Lake City with one of my friends. And he keeps on walking, turns around, and sees that I'm gone. I'm like 50, 50 feet behind him because there's all these roses and I'm smelling them. And he's like, I never knew anyone who actually stopped you to smell the roses. literally stopped to smell the roses. Yeah. <laughs> so he just kind of commented about that. But the two things that I'm thinking about is, one, I went to the Tacoma in a the Chicago Natural History Museum, world famous. And they had this uh, Jurassic World experience and they had this bone of a brontosaurus. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like in such amazement. Like, I'm just like, wow, like I can't believe this. And I'm looking at like the upper leg bone and uh, the femur or whatever they call it, right? And it's so huge and I'm talking and this lady comes up and she's like, isn't that amazing? I was like, yeah, like, I, I can't even imagine. Like, it has to be this big, and, and it's probably, it looks like it's almost as tall as me. And, you know, I'm just, she's floored by me because I'm so excited. I'm like, God, and then here's this dinosaur here, and this dinosaur, yeah. Kyle, I'm not going to say anything, but but you know me and dinosaurs because yes. both you, Amit, and Kamal were making fun of me for days because of my dinosaur addiction. We were, but... Uh, your dinosaur addiction led me to a victory on the phone app called Fight List. Oh. Because it was dinosaur names came up. Yeah. And I whooped ass in that category. Yes. So thank you for that. But go ahead. Me Sorry. and my dino nuggets. Yeah, buddy. Um, <laughs> and and she's like, oh, well, why you, why you. So uh, look at this this bone, this roped off, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, why don't you go up and get your picture taken with it? I'll take it for you. I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'll get in trouble. Like, you know, I, I want to respect everything. She's like. It's okay, I'm the curator of the of the museum. And she's like, I, I have to tell you, like few people I've ever seen get this excited about dinosaurs. Like, why don't you go up there? And literally, I was like, Are you sure it's okay? And I'm standing and hugging this like this femur bone of this extinct animal and just thinking that that's like 450 million years old or whatever. I mean, it's just so magical. <laughs> and the thing that I loved is she enjoyed it just as much as I did from my experience. And then I was coming back and I'm getting onto this airplane and there's a pilot, you know, welcoming us all on. And I had a question for him. I was like, can I just ask you a real quick question? The landing gear, do you do it by how close you are to landing or is it by elevation? And he's like, you know what? Come on in. I'll show you. And I was like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, come take the cockpit. And the the assist or the the co-pilot gets up. She's like, "Yeah, go right ahead." And I was like, "Are you guys kidding me?" And I got to sit in the cockpit, and for like 15 minutes, we're like, "I was like, oh, so this is the 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 yoke, and this is where this is, this is where that is." And I'm pointing at all these instruments, and they're like, "Yes, like this is phenomenal." I'm, it was so exciting for me, and it was so exciting for them because they get to talk about something. 
it, it's kind of like reigniting their passion. Like, yeah, flying is really cool. It's like, heck yeah, it is. And I even got like um, the pilot wings, and and it was so amazing. And I'll and I'll put both of these pictures up. Uh, I'll get an omit to put them on on this page's uh, show notes. But both of those experiences were two of my greatest highlights. And in both instances, the people who were responsible said they saw the the excitement in me, and that I was more excited than some of the kids that they see. And that's why my excitement level, seeing stuff like like it's brand new and magical, allowed me to access these different places that I'm not supposed to be able to access. And it's just so amazing. I love it. I see the same Sorry, excitement. I'm like excited right now. I like it. I like yeah. it. It's fucking is getting me pumped up and shit. Right? That's, that's pretty awesome. And I think that as we discuss this, everything that allows us to be present and to live through the eyes of a child are experiences or, or things that we've been able to do. I wrote a couple of things down. One, I completely forgot about until you mentioned your story. Do you remember Jim Robertson? No. He was a he was solution architect <coughs> in um, great guy. He got his private pilot license. <gasps> yeah. 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 I remember you telling me the story. So um, one day we both needed to make a trip down to Portland. We both had customer visits that we had to go to. And he said, hey, do you want to fly with me? I said, uh, yeah. Why would I not? He lived in Olympia, about 25 minutes <clears throat> south. Um, went to pick up a plane where he was at. And he came to pick me up at Tacoma Narrows Airport. Probably one of the coolest experiences of my life, flying over the Puget Sound in Washington, which is gorgeous for locals who, who know about it. But to fly that close to it and to be able to see it, uh, phenomenal. Like, I was kind of nervous being in this little plane. It's like, they're tiny, yeah. first of all. It's like the inside of it, I mean, it's cramped. It's probably like you driving in your car. It's small, like you driving <laughs> a shoe. Hey, for those of you who don't know, I have a Chevy Sonic, and those actually have a lot of room. It's like a... Big Geo Metro. Ouch. What? That hurts. It's really cute when you drive it, though. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. And only those on YouTube will know what it looks like. <clears throat> right? So, that's the same thing. So, it made, me, it made me think of that, going down there. And when we were headed down, he was like, do you want to take the wheel? And I first was like, hell no. I'm still trying to get used to just sitting in this goddamn thing and, and fly. But on the way back... He let me take the wheel, and it was probably a greater experience than the first time I ever drove, I would say, 100%, but it brings me back to that. The first time I was behind the wheel of a car, it's this, it's a pretty groundbreaking moment, right, when you'd be able to drive, and this was everything far beyond that. It was, I mean, we're already up there, so it's not as difficult as you might think, but there's a lot of little intricacies that you have to pay attention to. The the paddles to adjust the drag and everything else. Also, there's shit that I don't even remember now. Um, beyond amazing. That is something that I think... I went into that situation knowing nothing. No prior experience. No expectations. No yeah. nothing. Like a child. Truly like a child. No experience, no expectations. I truly went into it with a sense of discovery, amazement, wonderment, and curiosity. Mm -hmm. Truly. Just like you. Yeah. 
just like you with Wrigley Field. And I think that's key. That's key to a lot of happiness, the, I think. The blank slate. Yeah. Yeah. No no past experiences. That's 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 awesome. And I think that there's there's a certain magic too. Like if you if you go in and and do comparisons, it, it's never going to work out. There one of my uh, I read a long time ago that the majority of disappointments come from comparisons. Hmm. If you don't complain, you're not going to be disappointed. And I think that's that's true, and it's it's so important that if you experience everything with like fresh eyes, like brand new, stop and smell the flowers, or mm-hmm. you know, get in the the smells of it. Uh, Glenn, like that's something that most people don't do. For them, an experience is visual. But if you heard Glenn, he was describing everything through his nose. Oh smell, yeah, the sounds. Oh my God, the, the grass, the popcorn, the hot dogs, sausages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The echo Everyone from cheering. the loudspeakers, just the announcer. I, I can still hear it. Like for those who are listening, even even as we're recording this, not only am I seeing you guys, not only am I hearing you guys, I'm most definitely smelling you guys. <laughs> funny guy, funny guy. <laughs> no, and that's that's true because as, as you're saying that, I'm remembering um, extremely sweaty palms. Yeah. When he was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, uh, uh, you sure? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and I'm holding this fucking wheel, like, death grip 9000 on this thing. And he's like, hey, it's okay. <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You can let go a little bit. <laughs> and he's like, look, just hold it like this. And he just uses three fingers. And he shows me index finger, middle finger, and his thumb. Yeah. And he's like, it, it's fine. It's cool. You know, relax. I'm like, okay, okay. So it's like. So sketchy, man, but it was so awesome. It was in, so awesome. In a weird kind of way, I think kind of going back to something I mentioned earlier, it helps the other person it, it helps the other person remember that this is magical. This is a magical experience. Mm-hmm. So when he saw how nervous you were, he's going back and wow, like yeah, I was like that too. Probably for yeah, the first time he flew. Yeah. But he was probably taking off, right, and landing, and I had to worry about none of that shit. Yeah. All I had to do was just Maintain elevation, which is more difficult than you might think in a tiny plane like that. I don't know. Maybe it's due to my lack of skill, but yeah, that was ridiculous. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Well, I like it. Um, as we wrap up, I think there's one more one more thing we want to discuss. I think this is important because I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Is the childish versus childlike? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so over the weekend, I was. Matt Badgley, who's been a guest before, came over, and uh, him and I hung out for a couple hours over at my house, and I was talking about some of the things that I've been working on mentally and and working out my own programs, and one of the things that I mentioned to him was, like, I feel like I'm too childish. He was like, well, hold on. Let me stop you right there. I don't think you're childish. I think you're childlike, and there's a huge difference between the two. And he's like, childish means you're immature. Mm-hmm. Childlike means you are able to kind of see the world through children's eyes and, and see amazement and wonder in, in everything. Um, Glenn, I, I think, you know, you and I have hung out enough to where sometimes you'll see me do completely weird stuff, like snow's falling, and I'm more there trying to catch it with my tongue. And eating dino nuggets. Right? And it's just, there's just a magic of remembering what what things were like when you were when you were new, Kyle? I will always, forever think of you at Christmas 
when you were waking up from your nap, see the twinkling lights, and watching uh, Christmas Story. I did it this year. Yeah. It's 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 one of my favorite pastimes, that's for damn sure. I love it. And to do it this year with the first Christmas tree I bought in my first home I ever purchased was just it was just something special, man. It was something special. I loved it. Good stuff. Yeah, this was a fun episode. It was. I liked it. I liked it. So, yeah, let's not... I mean, we could go... I could go on forever about child-like stuff. No, let's. Okay, tell us okay, more. Okay, yeah, you keep no. going. <laughs> um, so, I think this week's episode was really all about living through the eyes of a child. And I think that what we wanted to get through to our listeners today was, in my opinion, one is to be present. And I came to that conclusion after all of these... Adjectives, if you will, that, that we've kind of put on the board here in all the discussions that we've had, I think they all stem from truly being present, not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, and essentially not really having a past, no past experiences in, in what you're going through, accepting something as if it's new to you, and seeing wonder and amazement. I distinctly remember a discussion with one of my old bosses that he had had his first child and he said one of the most amazing things to him you don't think about is as a child develops its vision it develops its depth perception and it starts to get freaked out by things as it realizes that it can see that things are getting closer and further away that had never in my life occurred to me never in my life that as a child develops its vision Mm-hmm. It's not born with depth perception, or it can't. It's never. It had can't process it. The need for right? it. Right. Yeah. It, it's something I never even think about. That that has to process that. That's getting closer to you, right? And he said that as seeing that in his in his first child, it was entertaining and amazing. That as he would go like this, oh, his child would freak out. Puts yeah. it, oh, my hand's closer to my face. What is this thing? It's, it's like the first time you experience 3D. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine being a child. That's real life 3D. So if I can say anything to our listeners, it's to be present and to take things in and to take them in with the wonderment and joy and amazement and curiosity and discovery that a child takes in every experience. And that's all I got. That's really it. That was good stuff. Like I, I think the underlying thing that all three of us has mentioned is be present. Yeah. Be present. Be present. Your presence is a gift. Enjoy the magic. That's why we call See it. See the magic. That's why we call it the present. Don't worry about how they're doing the magic trick. Just be amazed at the magic. Yeah. The the star thing. I I, I love that. You you when you said the learned astronomer, we focus so much on why the stars twinkle that we forget that the fucking stars twinkle yeah don't forget that good shit thanks again for tuning in to another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast the GYST podcast get your shit together GYSTpodcast.com hit us up on Facebook Instagram Twitter and YouTube we don't have Pinterest anymore hmm well Rohit has a GYSD podcast Pinterest account because he likes pinning shit. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really do much with Pinterest. 
But we're all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, hit us up, like us, share us, subscribe to the videos, and tune in next week for another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.